Welcome to the After 30 Podcast. I'm your co-host, Tabitha Valerie, and today's episode is about your hair in the pandemic. Our hair needs love right now. We're missing the salons like a mofo, the color, the cuts, the treatments, the blow dries, the updos, and the regular maintenance. It's safe to say we're learning how to feel good about looking shabby. The pandemic has really become about what we can do for our hair by ourselves. To walk us through it, we've got with us celebrity hairstylist and founder of Palm Salon and Palm Shell, Nicole Pitterney, who makes it her damn mission to educate her clients about the why behind hair care. We're going to chat about what actually works to help with hair loss, what's the deal with natural hair care, box dyes, scalp health, and regrowth. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you for being here. How are you, ladies? Oh, we're so good. It's so lovely to have you. We're so excited for this topic. Gosh, we always, this is something Tabs and I talk about a lot. So we're so happy to have you. We're not even embarrassed about the superficiality that that can seem like that. Oh, hell no. Legit talk about (laughs) hair a lot, you know? So mm-hmm. we're, we're really excited about that. Basically this episode is just going to be about the things that Anise, are driving Anise and I personally crazy about our hair. And we're just going to take this opportunity to ask you what to do about it. I so. can promise you the stuff that's driving you crazy is probably driving every woman crazy. Totally. So it's, we're totally. all on the same page. Yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> we're so excited to be chatting with you in particular because you have a very unique point of view on hair and on the hair industry. And so I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, Weave in a bit of the journey that you, the crazy journey you've experienced in this uh, last year of the pandemic and what that meant for for your business. (laughs) Big question. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I was just talking about this literally yesterday. It's been almost a year since everything kind of happened and we woke up and had to completely like pivot and change our business. And now I don't even remember (laughs) what it was like to run my business before. Yeah, (laughs) I bet. It's changed so much, but you know, for me, consultation, like education's always been really important to me and it's been weaved into my work behind the chair since, since I've been doing hair for 14 years. It's just because I have, actually the worst most shitty hair (laughs) I have the worst hair and it's so fine it's fuzzy it's thin it like we have this joke if you if you look at it wrong it breaks off and so (laughs) when I was growing up nobody taught me how to do it and it was something that I was always really self-conscious about and Mm. I kind of when I became a stylist I was like you know I learned the why behind it. I'm a very, I need to know why for everything in life. Oh my God. Hello. (laughs) I think we're literally, I think we're sisters in another world. (laughs) My parents always bug me. Like my MO is like, why, why, why? So I needed to know the why. And I really took the time and research and learned what products worked for me and my hair. And so I thought, you know what? I, if I'm feeling like this, obviously there's probably so many people that don't understand the why behind the hair. And so that's kind of where the inspiration came from. And then my sister, I call her and her best friend, the everyday girls. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she's a mom and they're athletes. And they're always just asking me when we'd be hanging out, like, well, what should I do about this? And what should I do about that? And it just really got me thinking, wow, we really 
don't know how to care for our hair, especially in North America. It was Mm -hmm. always about like how to fix and kind of cover up the problem with finishing Mm -hmm. stuff, but never about caring for the hair from the start. And that's really what inspired me. So then I love it so much. That's really how I built Palm too, was around stylists, like-minded stylists that wanted to create hair for clients that worked for them. Yeah. And then when the pandemic happened or when we got shut, you know, when March happened last year, it was crazy. And and people were reaching out like nonstop, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What do we do? And then Mm -hmm. I just started creating content and education and then it really just snowballed from there. Oh, online. good. <laughs> cool. Okay, good. well, we're excited to hear what some of this content and education is because I think, yeah, like you said, if we're feeling it, I'm sure everybody else is too. So we can get into all those tips. I'm so excited about this. And I actually have a, a very personal story as well. Like my hair is the same. Like I feel like it's the same. It's like it's brittle. It's dry. It has its things. You have to really like get inspired to make it look good. And so I'm like, I'm ready, ready, Nicole. Okay. So maybe let's, you're on the after 30 podcast. So let's take a beat and talk a little bit about from your perspective, thoughts on hair care as we get older in particular in, in this decade, in like thirties and forties, how are you seeing that hair changes and what we can be doing about it. I know that's a big question, but, um, and obviously everybody's hair is very, very different, but generally speaking, what are you, what do you know that changes in this time? of Yeah. Life? So we call it skinification. So basically taking care of your scalp is mm-hmm. number one, especially as we get older because our scalp is skin. So just like the skin on our face and our bodies starts to change we can fix a lot of that with Botox and mm. other fabulous things on our face, but we mm-hmm. can't necessarily do that on our scalp. And so starting with scalp health is going to translate into hair health as we get older, because naturally our, our scalp is just going to get weaker and the follicles are going to shrink and our hair starts to get thinner and finer. And we lose, just like our skin, we lose collagen and we lose elasticity and we lose moisture. And so each year that you get older, you lose more and more of that. And so starting in your mid twenties, early thirties of really, truly caring for your scalp and the root of your hair from the inside out, it's just going to help in the future to have healthy hair and healthy scalp. Healthy roots and everything invigorated. Yeah. yeah, maybe dive deeper into scalp health now. Like, tell us, what does that mean? What do we need to be doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm in my early, almost mid-30s. And so most people in my life are moms or looking at becoming moms or already have children. And so postpartum has been such a huge topic. And it's not something that was ever really talked about before. And people just knew, like, I lose my hair. Or I'm stressed out and I'm losing my hair or my hormones are changing. I'm getting older and I'm losing my hair, but nobody ever really knew why. And it's because of our scalp. That's right. And our follicle. And so creating a healthy living environment through circulation, stimulation, and and using the right products for Mm -hmm. our scalp and our hair 
basically helps to prevent that. And so I spent so much time researching it last year when I wasn't behind the chair Mm -hmm. and learned exactly why women lose their hair after a baby. And we tested the theory on my sister Mm -hmm. and it worked and she never lost any hair (gasps) because basically, yeah, it's crazy. And the same kind of goes like stress hair loss can show up up to 18 months after. So I always tell my clients, if they're going through a really stressful time in their lives, let's get you on. I like to call it like a healthcare routine for their hair. Beautiful. Now to prevent that from happening, you know, in six, 12, 18 months from now. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what, what did you do with your sister then? So basically when you're pregnant, obviously you have like up to two times more blood in your body because you're growing a human. And so those vessels expand up to two times more on your scalp as well. And Mm -hmm. so your follicle is healthy, it's secure, and your hair is like anchored into your scalp. And there's tons of circulation always pumping through all of our blood vessels. Right. And then when you have your baby, you lose a lot of that volume and everything shrinks down. And then your follicle kind of goes into shock and it goes to sleep and all of your hair falls out. Oh, (laughs) okay. So So it's like a shock. It's kind of, yeah, kind of almost goes into like fight or flight mode because it's losing all of that circulation and all of that blood. And same thing if Mm. major diet changes, a lot of times people will notice hair loss and it's because our body is going to stop. It's going to block. Our hair isn't the most important thing according to our body. I would beg to differ. Not according to how I feel when I look in the mirror, that's for sure. <laughs> so it's going to stop firing like nutrients to that area and we're going to lose right. and the, the follicle is going to go to sleep. Gotcha. So you need to keep the circulation moving and pumping and you need to use products with things like aminexyl in them because that mm-hmm. basically goes in and it widens the blood vessel mm-hmm. and it wakes up the dormant cells and then the follicle can grow hair again. And then what? Things, like, things like ginger root that kind of anchors our hair into the follicle and it strengthens the actual follicle on our scalp. So it's going to keep the hair on our head longer. Mm -hmm. And so there's really interesting science behind a lot of the products that we use. Mm -hmm. And they look nice and they smell nice. But the reason that I often choose them is because they are scientifically proven to actually work. Right. Right, so right. is this also why they recommend or, and why you actually are supposed to be brushing your hair? Because part of that brushing action is stimulating cells. Yeah. So that whole like old wives tale of like brush your hair a hundred times a day to get, you know, shiny hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There is something to be said about that. Best thing, putting oil on your hair before the shower and then really brushing that through because oil removes oil and oil removes buildup. So you're going to draw out all of the toxins and buildup and particles from the air. And then you're going to stimulate your scalp with the brushing motion. So it's really, really important to brush your hair. So interesting. Yeah. I had no idea that if you're adding oil, the reason you're adding oil is because oil is taking out oils. I am of Indian heritage and it's part of the way that we look after our hair. You know, we put oil in our scalp and literally specifically on our scalp and we kind of like really massage it with our fingers and then you kind of brush it out so that it comes out onto the remaining parts of your hair. And then it's actually a weekly 
ritual. It's a new gen thing. It's an old gen thing. And I think it's really important that you're bringing forward this topic of really talking about our scalp health, because that's what it's about. So I think there's also a piece of just like maintaining a healthy scalp and having any kind of fabric hair. Oh yeah. And throughout my career, I would say until a year ago, Hmm. we literally didn't talk about the scalp. It was Hmm. almost taboo. Now, that's one thing that me and the team, and we've really tried to normalize scalp health in the salon. So clients feel comfortable sharing that with us because it's something that is really personal and people are extremely self-conscious about. And oftentimes Mm -hmm. it's as simple as shampoo twice in the shower because the first shampoo is going to remove those oils and and the dirt and then the second shampoo is actually cleaning your scalp and hair oh so there's tiny little things you can change that are going to make drastic differences and so normalizing that conversation has been really amazing to see the transformations with clients i had no idea it was taboo i had no idea that is so enlightening very so, I mean, beyond like having dry scalp, because that would make, that makes sense to me that that would be taboo because you're like embarrassed and you're like, oh, it's dandruff, whatever. Hmm. Is there any other sort of indication for good scalp health? I could not tell you if I have healthy scalp. <laughs> so I, I don't know how to look for that. Do you know what I mean? How do you know? So oftentimes people will say like exactly like you, like, how do you know? Well, if you feel like your hair gets oily abnormally quickly or you're producing an excessive amount of oils if you feel like your hair is flat if you feel like you don't have a lot of movement just not a lot of life to it you're not seeing a lot of growth you're noticing maybe more hair fall than typical these are typically signs that maybe we need to take a look at your scalp and oftentimes okay honestly it's just a misuse of product because If you're using a product that's not right for your hair and your scalp, it's basically creating like saran wrap on your follicle and, and Mm. your follicles can't produce healthy hair. Then they're basically being clogged. So you need to cleanse that off, get it healthy. And then you're going to see more voluminous, healthy hair. Your shampoos are going to last longer. It's going to style better. All of that stuff. Okay, guys, we're going to take a little ad break, and we have something so cute to tell you about. For any new and expecting parents, or of course, if you have anybody in your life that is expecting a new baby, and they're thinking about decorating the nursery, we have got an incredible brand to direct you to called Gooseberry Prints. So what's so beautiful about these is that they're limited edition fine art prints of rescued animals and other really cute storybook settings. I think my favorite thing about them is how very minimalist they are, but you can get everything from barnyard animals, birds, bunnies, dogs. I think my favorite might be the snail. There's this little snail that pokes its head out and it's called out of your shell. Like so (laughs) cute. They're so stunning and incredibly reasonably priced ranging in in around 55, but you, of course you can um, choose different sizes. So gooseberry prints. Yeah, they're so gorgeous. I totally agree with you. I love the ones. There's ones of goats and there's also ones of hedgehogs. And they're so sweet. They're so sweet. All of them are so sweet. And um, they're created using archival quality inks. And basically, there's only 50 or fewer of each available. So it's really lovely. You get to put something up and you know 
that there are only so few of them out there. Yeah. And and it it doesn't necessarily even have to be for a nursery. It's just perfect home decor. And they're really beautiful family heirloom pieces as well. They're gorgeous. For sure. For sure. Use the code AFTER20 for 20% off and follow Gooseberry Prince at gooseberryprince.com. It's so interesting because also with the scalp health, like I've um, had chemotherapy, I've had several rounds of chemotherapy and growing hair back, uh, you're all, uh, like I was always very insecure. Will my hair grow back the same way that it was? And I had cancer very young, like maybe 20 24. And so my hair was so full before. And then I got so scared that will it ever come back the way that it was. And so luckily, like I really did focus a lot on scalp health. And I can't say that I've gotten it all back the way that it was. I mean, of course, I'm older, I'm 20 years later now. But do you have any tips on regrowing hair post chemotherapy? Definitely using a proper shampoo, conditioner and scalp serum. I always like to recommend using the scalp serums when you're regrowing any sort of hair loss, Mm. just because it's going to keep your scalp really moisturized and your hair really moisturized. And then again, like brushing and just really stimulating that circulation. Mm. With chemotherapy, it's really interesting. There's really no science behind it, but oftentimes hair will come back completely different. Yeah. And they don't, they really don't know why. Like it'll come back really, really curly or it'll come back really, really straight. Yeah. And there's, there's no (laughs) rhyme or reason behind it. My hair came back really, really curly, Nicole. Like, like if I put a diffuser in it, it's like a full, they're full bouncy curls if I do it properly, for sure. I would say 90% (laughs) of my clients that have gone through chemotherapy come back with this insanely curly hair and they're like, what do I do with this curl? (laughs) It's awesome. It's been a journey getting to know my hair again, but um, I find that so fascinating as well. And I also, on the note of scalp health, I'm thinking about black hair because a lot of the time, black men, women will experience hair loss due to braiding it a lot or, you know, like a weave. And so when we're talking about regrowing hair, many black people go on the journey again of regrowing your natural hair and growing it properly. Are we talking about regrowing it in the same way of sort of maintaining scalp health? And is that what you're thinking about with every type of hair or scalp? Yeah, I think keeping, especially when you're doing super tight braids and like all those beautiful braids and weaves, I think that that can be really tough on the scalp. That's a lot Mm -hmm. of tension Mm -hmm. on your scalp and your follicle. So keeping the stimulation, keeping that circulation hydrated and keeping everything moving is really important all across the board. So you'll see like nowadays we have these really cool things. They're typically typically called like scalp massagers. Yeah. And they're they're like little silicone kind of like I'm holding one right now. I have one. I have them, one. I have one. Yeah. Some of them are really, really tough. Yeah. And some of them like the one that I have is it's hard and soft at the same time. Yep. And so I find that you can really get into a super thick curly hair. Ooh. Super thick coarse hair. And then yeah. if you are dealing with like black hair that you're regrowing or if they have braids, you can get in between really, really well and stimulate that scalp to Mm. create blood flow. It's so good. So I think it's really important across the board that we're all 
focusing on that number one. Okay. And then using scalp, your scalp, <laughs> using that to get your scalp serum into the follicle and into the scalp, because lots of times I'll right. see clients, I'll be like, show me how you put your product on. And they'll just like <laughs> drop it onto their hair. And I'm like, girl, okay, <laughs> back it up. This is gonna get scalp it right serum that we need to put on our scalp. Mm-hmm. And then you use your tools to to stimulate the circulation and really right. activate it onto the skin. Fantastic. Right. Okay, great. Wow. Okay. I um, We kind of touched on it a little bit with um, when we were talking about regrowing hair outside of scalp health, which obviously seems like the only thing we should have all be doing. Do mm. some of these other things work? Like I know there's some medications. There's a lot of talk about biotin as a, <laughs> as a vitamin to be taking. Do those work as well? So biotin, I don't know who decided that this was going to be like a sexy hair word, <laughs> but it became one. <laughs> it did. And there's the actually like- no scientific proof <gasps> wow. that it regrows hair. So oh it, we have biotin in our hair. Totally. We have it in nails, mm. you know, everything, but basically there's no proof that it grows hair. What it can do is it can help to, if you're using products with biotin in them, it can help to replace biotin that is lost. Mm -hmm. But the problem, you have to be really careful. Like um, those gummies were really popular for a while. Yes. yes. You could like buy them at Costco. What will happen is if your body has too much of it, it'll just try and like push it out. And so like you'll, you might break out on your skin. And so what we noticed sometimes with clients was they were getting like little pimples on their scalp as well. Because it's trying to, we don't need that much biotin. So it's trying to get out of our bodies. Oh, So there's, there's better things. (laughs) There's better things that you can be using. Like hyaluronic acid Mm. is, the most moisturizing because our, if your hair isn't hydrated mm-hmm. from the inside mm-hmm. out, it's going to become brittle and it's going to break. So do you mean taking like, like hyaluronic, so is it available to ingest? Hyaluronic acid is just like in your hair product, in your product. because Got it's it. going mm-hmm. to, yeah. And then the other thing adding on to that is a lot of times people will think that oil is oil and oh, I'm, I'm going to use coconut like maybe pure like cooking coconut oil or Mm. cooking olive oil or we've seen it Mm -hmm. all grapeseed oil Mm. you name it but the thing is it's better if you're going to use a hair specific one Mm. because they've broken down the molecule properly so it can actually penetrate into the hair Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So yeah. a lot of times oils will sit on top of the hair and they're too big to get inside the cuticle. Oh, so this is kind of like shaved down so that it's um, like bioavailable for the hair or for the yeah, follicle yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Got it. So yeah. it's designed specifically. So, so products that you see shampoo with biotin in it, mm-hmm. it's not going to, there's probably such, such little amount that you're not going to be overusing it in a shampoo, but it's also really at the end of the day, there's better, newer technology that you're going to get 
way better More benefits from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, so there's there's so much here. Oh my I know, goodness. Okay. like I want to keep talking <laughs> and talking. I know, <laughs> I know. So okay, so one thing I want to make sure we don't forget about um there's such a, a wave and a trend towards more green beauty. And of course, this is not excluding the hair care industry. And I have seen so many more all natural shampoos and conditioners popping up on the market. There's like those shampoo bars, which I just like can't get my head around that. But I have definitely personally, I know Anise, you've tried them too, um, some of these green beauty, all natural shampoo and conditioners. And I'm like, just so disappointed in them. They're just not doing the things that I wanted to do. So is this just like the trade-off we have to live with if we're going to go with like all natural? Gross. I always say like, I don't, I think I'm kind of like an unpopular opinion. I I try and live (laughs) as green as I can, but there's Mm -hmm. just some things I'm not willing to compromise, which Mm -hmm. would be my skin care Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. my hair care. Mm -hmm. But the thing that you can do is choose products. So when I talk about this, I always say, okay, so maybe investing into a scientifically backed product, Mm -hmm. more professional brand, you're using less products. So there's less waste right there. They're producing smaller batches. So there's less mass production happening. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes you can quickly research and you can find out that a lot of them are being produced in carbon neutral plants now. Mm-hmm. They're often being made with recycled plastic. So there's ways that you can still reduce your carbon footprint without right. compromising the health of your hair. And that's a really good point because <laughs> no, that's a great point, Nicole, because sometimes greenwashing can be misunderstood, right? So reducing mm-hmm. carbon footprint 100%. versus having the appropriate ingredients. So make a choice, right? I love yeah. that. I yeah. love yeah. that. That's and good. oftentimes, if it's truly natural, you're you're gonna have to keep it in the the fridge, or the expiration date is very very low. So right. just beware if you're choosing an all natural product. If you still have a twelve to eighteen month shelf life, there's something very yeah. not natural in there already. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, and sure. and and there are different things like maybe you don't use an an all natural shampoo because you really do need to make sure you're cleaning your hair, but maybe you choose an all natural hair oil because Mm -hmm. those are much easier to produce an all natural oil and make sure maybe you're choosing a glass bottle. And there's just kind of compromises that you can make, I think, mm-hmm. without us having to like walk around looking like drowned rats. Yeah. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. That's me a hundred percent. Oh my God. I like use the product and my hair is like flat. I look like not cute at all. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. so disappointed because I was like feeling so good about myself. Like I'm making this really good choice. And then I'm like, damn, this sucks. So yeah, that's, that's so good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. I do want to talk about the palm brush, though. I want to tell you guys my story. I know. I, I definitely <laughs> want to talk about that. And I also, before we talk about the palm brush, because I feel like we need to end talking yes. about the palm brush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, just so good. And we both have to tell our stories. But we cannot forget about the pandemic side of this shit and the yes. crazy <laughs> regrowth that is happening. And I, okay, so my personal experience with this stupid pandemic is I had a hair appointment that was scheduled my like it's I'm it's every four months and I had one scheduled a week after the first lockdown and Mm -hmm. then so I had to go for like three or four months and it was getting really nasty and then 
we opened up in the summer. I could squeeze in right away, but then the same shit happened again come winter. And so I'm like everybody else. I'm, I might, should I box die? I've never box died in my life. Mm. Is this, I'm at the point that I might break down and box die, but it's going to be orange. Like, so what's going on there with your clients? What are some of the things that people are talking to you about, about dying at home? Yeah. You know, do we do it? Do we just break and do it? I don't know. Or just like, or well, should we just keep like, growing it? Like, what do we do? Yeah. Yes. Proceed with extreme caution. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> number two, if you can hold out, I always say definitely hold yeah. out. I, um, so I used to be like a full platinum mm. wand, like all over bleach out. And then when the pandemic hit, well, I guess this is the time. Yeah, We're going to yeah, see what yeah. this old girl's natural hair color is. <laughs> <laughs> it looks beautiful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, you know, it was so funny because when... I mean, I'm in BC, so we're very lucky. We were only shut down for two mm. months and that's it. And... I mean, that was the end of the world for, for our clients. So I can only imagine what you guys are going yeah. through. Mm. Yeah. And no. <laughs> so many people were, you know, their first appointment back were like, we're just going to embrace our gray. We're going to embrace it. Let, let's not color it. And then by their second appointment, they're like, cover it up. Let's get rid of it. What were we thinking? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if you're going to, you know, if you can't, if you can't handle it and you're going to break and you're going to color at home. I would say don't ever do it if you're blonde. Don't even try it. Don't attempt it. Just step away. <laughs> step away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blonde. That's because that's I, a big one. Tabs always blonde talks is about leave, that. Blonde is lightener and you need to remove you're removing pigment from the cuticle. And so it is Wow. When what? you're buying a box the science experiment. Just when you're it. buying a box <laughs> of hair color, it's has typically like one developer in it oh, and it's like oh. it's it's so it's not what you it's just just don't just don't do it if okay. you want <laughs> okay fine so don't do it try and, I, I think for me I'm on the holdout train I'm okay I'm, I'll be on the holdout train until I can but like in the meantime what are some like is there anything that we should keep at home right now aside from the palm you rush can, uh like what can we do what are some for, tips for blondes or brassiness, anyone like brunettes can go feel really brassy as well. And just like, I think sometimes just getting your hair done, you feel so much better about mm -hmm. yourself. And so it's been so long for some people. You just, it just, you just don't feel great. And so mm -hmm. by doing even just like an at home toning product, like a purple mask or a purple shampoo, like nice. we, we have our, our Kerastase one in it. it's blue and purple pigment. So it is great for brunettes or blondes and it has hyaluronic acid in it. So it's super hydrating. And I always just say like, put that on for like 15 minutes and you're going to feel like you got a toner. Your hair is going to be shiny and it's just going to kind of revive your hair back Love to yeah. kind of to tie you over. Cool. That's true. I did that. I did the, I oh, did the did. hair mask. That, that you sent and it was so amazing and it just like I smelt like I was at the salon and I was oh, like oh wow yeah what a nice memory nice feeling take care of yourself beyond like brushing your teeth like what a yeah <laughs> and a lot of the and that's one thing we noticed too and I think maybe that's how the scalp health came so important is people were like you know what I got nothing else going on I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of myself for one I like it I like it so yeah it's been really <laughs> cool to see clients investing into themselves and and creating the community online um, because we were shipping all over Canada so we've mm. created this like palm shell community and everyone's kind of sharing 
different tips and tricks. And it's been really cool yeah. to see people actually taking care of themselves. That. And okay, feeling well, good. That's a good segue into your incredible palm brush, yeah. which Anissa and I have both tried <laughs> and I'm obsessed. Denise, what's your, what's your palm okay, story? Here? I'll tell you my palm story. Okay. I put oil in my hair, uh, weekly. And so I, I normally massage my scalp with my fingers and I keep the oil in for about 15, 20 minutes and then I wash it out. So this time what I did was I put the oil in my hair and I used the palm brush and I cannot even begin to tell you how the massaging of the scalp was bar none. Like I'm a very scalp, scalpy person. You know, I have that scalp massager too that we were talking about earlier, but anyway, it's like scratches you and it like makes you feel good inside. And so that's my story. It's so good. I love it. I love it. And okay, so Nicole, you're going to have to tell us the science and the technical details behind yeah. the development of this brush and why it is so good. But but yeah, the same thing for me. Like I was just brushing it with wet hair out of the shower and no joke, there was at yeah. least 70% less hair in the brush than what I would normally see in terms of like hair loss that I'm pulling out. No, it was I'm amazing. It's it was so amazing. true, Tabs. It's no ad whatsoever. Honestly, it was, it's, yeah. a, it's a great yeah, yeah, brush. Yeah. And like the good thing is, is like with oil, you can brush your hair through and it's, it's such a nice brush. You can wash it right after. I loved it. I loved it. Oh that. yeah, true, true, true. Okay. Okay. So Nicole, tell us the why behind this brush. Why does it look like this? <laughs> so one of the things is a lot of detangling brushes are super stiff and they don't move with the mm -hmm. hair. So you might notice like this one's super bendy. Right. And it's so it moves with the follicle of the hair. So it, it there's less breakage because of that. And they're silicone bristles. So basically they're like hard and kind of they soften a little bit over time. But basically the movement of the bending of the brush and the silicone bristles that's what creates that stimulation on the scalp mm -hmm. and really gets things going and then that combo also detangles the links and ends without breakage mm -hmm. so right. it's a combination of of both and then it's all silicone and plastic so you can take it in the shower and it won't rust mm, totally totally yep. yep yep and like a lot of times there you'll notice on a paddle brush it has that like covering on the back mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's the bacteria that collects underneath that so this one like you can like you said you can rinse it it's so it's like 10 times more sanitary because i'm a bit of a germ 100%. Amazing. 100%. Amazing. Okay. Well, guys, um, with the code after 3020, so after 3AFTER3020, <laughs> you get 20% off of the palm brush. So Yay. get them. Get them right now. They ship across Canada. Holy Nicole, I think that is, we got to wrap this bad boy. That was incredible. Thank you so much for all of this amazing info. Um, I really learned a lot. Honestly, it was so good. I'm like, I've got like one word on my mind and it's MNXL. I'm just going to go and Google it right now after we hang up. But thank you so yes. much. Thank you so much for being with us. Really. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Have a great day. And it was so nice to chat with you ladies. Okay. Thanks, Nicole. Okay, Enjoy bye. the West Coast. We'll talk Yay. to you soon. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs> thanks for listening, peeps. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, have a good weekend. Bye. <laughs>